Alright, what's up ladies and gents? This is your host as always, Lee Benz, and this is this week's episode of the AEW Insider. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, what have you. We got groups on Facebook. Definitely join us, interact, and if you want to hear anything on the show, let me know. If you're a female co-host who knows a lot about wrestling, definitely hit me up. You know what I mean? We could do this show together, and you could do it right from your house. Uh, All right, let's get on to this week's news. we got a busy show. Quick note, I want to give an apology to Scorpio Sky. Last week, I was telling my story about how I met SGU and Tony Khan at WrestleCon, and I said he was too cold Scorpio. I just apologize so bad, bro. Uh, With Scorpio Sky guy and he is the nicest guy and interacts on Twitter and I hope he gets everything that's coming to him because he deserves a lot that guy's going to be a star uh, also news Jericho showed up last night it's Saturday now which is Friday night at the indie show I think it was in Georgia he attacked two indie wrestlers after the match with a chair the lights went off and there was Kenny Omega Omega got the jump on him and uh, what you call it he kicked Jericho's butt uh, and then the indie guys attacked him again Omega went to put one of them in a wing angel and Jericho gave him a chop block. Uh, the locker room emptied into the ring. Shannon Moore was even included in that crowd, and it was just a big scuffle. And then Kenny stood in the ring and just put all the indie guys over, so it was really good. But I love they're still doing that, and I cannot wait for AEW to be on weekly already. Ugh. Alright, this week's Road to Dublin and Nothing was kind of short, but it was meaningful. It starred Cody, and he was just talking about wrestling, what it means to him, what it means to his family, his dad, his opponent, which is his brother, Dustin Reynolds at uh, Double or Nothing. It was good. And on being the league, it started with the Lucha Brothers cutting their promo against the Bucks, but all in Spanish. And I had those two guys. You can never see their faces, but they do the old guy voices and they're always cursing at people. So then, uh, what you call it, the Lucha Brothers kicked them out of the locker room and they cursed down the stairs. It was a funny skit. Uh, they also showed the Young Bucks enjoying Easter Sunday with their kids, which is really nice. Then it had the indie star the Young Bucks grew up with called Brandon Cutter. He stopped Joey Avalon on the street, and he was all excited that he's the librarian. And he asked him for his autograph, and he said, oh, man, I can't believe there's two of you. Because Joey Avalon and the female wrestler both got signed as the librarian. They don't know that there are two librarians yet, so that's probably going to be the first intergender match maybe AEW has. It'll be good, but definitely check that out. Then they had Christopher Daniels cut a skit. SCU almost stole the show as always. He had two of the female right there wrestlers with him doing the SCU thing. I don't want to ruin it. It was funny. I'm all stuttering over my words. But definitely check it out. Uh, It's almost here. The Bucks forgot that the... uh, uh, all right, my bad. The end of the episode ended with Chimperetta giving a call. He asked the Bucks what they were going to be doing at Double or Nothing because him and Chucky e. T haven't heard anything. The Bucks said they're going to be in the Battle Royal. The right actor was like it was all cool. He got off the phone. And he was very, very upset and like about to snap like mentally. Then they showed Chucky e. T also smoking a cigarette on my ad, saying there's no effing way he's going to be in the Battle Royal again. And then it showed the promo that they were in the Battle Royal. But this tells me that the best friends Chucky e. T and Chimperetta aren't going to stand by. They're literally going to come into the match when the Bucks fight the Lucha Brothers after, and then that'll be the next match for whoever wins that. All right, we got some big WWE news. 
The Revival passed on new WWE contracts. Man, they're going to kill on the outside when they go. Everybody loves the Revival even though they hate them. They love to hate them. Once their contracts are up and they go on the indie circuit, there's going to be F FTR or F the Revival t-shirts all over as long as they can't get sued. Uh, what you call it? They're, gonna, they're probably just going to go by FTR because Vince isn't going to let them use the Revival name. You already know that. Uh, they were offered $200,000 each a year for two years. So, I mean, please, man, or $250,000. I should say. So all together would have been a $2 million contract between them both. Uh, Dana White announced that Brock Lesnar told him he was retired from MMA, which is effed up because they hyped that match with him and Cromier, which is going to be awesome. And it's weird. Uh, just weird. It's weird. But speaking of Brock, he, Undertaker, Goldberg, and some other big names were announced for this year's upcoming Saudi Arabia show that everybody hates. But that's where uh, Vince is getting all that money to screw around with the XFL. So they got to make good for the next nine years left after this one with Saudi Arabia because they signed up to do 10 years of shows uh, real quick uh, let me see, John Moxley, alright, Dean Ambrose, nobody knows exactly where he's going next, but if you didn't see his new hype video on Twitter or on YouTube, you have to see it, it's amazing, the video is just awesome, and pretty much, to me, from what I can get from it, it just says that he's breaking out of WWE, he's breaking those chains, and he's going to do what he wants to do. It starts off with him in a cell, a jail cell, and there's guards and all that outside, and he just keeps shouldering the wall. He keeps taking the shoulder, hitting the wall, hitting the wall, hitting the wall, and finally he's strong enough somehow to break through the concrete. Then they show him running through the yard, dogs are chasing him, whatever. He hops the prison fence, his hand gets caught in barbed wire, and he just rips it off with his arm, and he just keeps going. Then they show him just down the street with a hoodie, and the cop cars are driving by, and he's just hiding from them. They cut to him in the ring training and all that, and then it just shows him at the end it says john mox it's got the broken beer bottles the bob wire his hands bleeding but the video pretty much tells you he broke away from wwe but you know people online they look into it and they read more at the beginning of the video there's how many days he's been in prison how you mark it with little lines and then put a line when you get to five days it adds up to 25 then when he's walking down the street he passes the viper club in la and there's two dice on the wall which could go for double or nothing and the numbers on the dice are 25 also 25th is when Double or Nothing is in Vegas. So everybody's saying that Ambrose is going to, well, excuse me, John Moxley will be showing up in Vegas. Uh, Seth Rollins reacted to his ex-brother Shield member's hype video and resounded with a fist bump emoji. He went on Twitter to his video and he gave the fist bump, in which everybody knows that's what the Shield does together. They all fist bumped. Okay, now Leo Rush has huge, huge backstage heat. Titus O'Neil is trying to mentor him, but with his attitude and ego, they do not think it'll work. I hear if he and WWE cannot come up with an agreement for him to go back to 205 Live or NXT, he will be let go. Rush was a big name on the indies. Don't know what he's thinking. He's just young and dumb. He started last year overseas, and after the match, young people, rookie talents, actually, you know, carry water for people, carry luggage, what have you, and they wait in a gorilla position, and they give the guys water, and they go set up an area where they can hang out and talk after all the wrestlers, hand out towels, what have you. He said, what's it going to look like for a black man who's supposed to be a star to do that, and he refused to do that. So he got major heat. He was kicked out of the locker room for a while. And you know what also happened with him online with the autism boy? Supposedly, he's bringing people back stage without permission his wife's there all the time and all that so it's just crazy man uh let me see 
Where are we at? Oh, yeah, and then Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, is on Busted Open Radio, which we'll talk about later. He is heated. And that's the one guy you don't want to be on his bad side. But he heard about the backstage cheat when they were in Dallas, and he asked Leo Rush about it. And Leo Rush told him nothing was wrong, straight up. So Rush just straight lied to his face. And the world's strongest man is not happy. And Rush better be scared next time he's in town. I'm telling you, if he isn't fired by them. Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, kind of find out after Mark Henry asked him just what's wrong he wanted to help him, Rush ran the management and tried to snitch on Mark Henry. Said, Mark Henry's not management, he's an equal, my equal, just a wrestler, and he shouldn't be questioning me about anything, which is insane. It got back to the locker room, uh, the, sorry, and that's why he was removed from the locker room for a while. Just like Enzo was at one time, and believe it or not, the Miz, for their actions, all of them were kicked out of the locker room for a while or forever. All right, let me see. Also, ex-ECW champ Rhino's contract expires in July, and he decided not to resign either. He already has a date set up for his first match after on an indie promotion. Good news on Daniel Bryan. We were talking about him last week that we didn't hear about his injury, so that's very worrisome because it could be really bad. But he's actually cleared to wrestle, and he should be back within a week or two. So that's real good, DB. Honestly, man, it's good to have you back. Uh, Raymond Stereo's son, Dominic, that little boy who was in his matches years ago were in the storyline who's grown up you've seen a couple times in the last couple of months he's actually going to debate the debut soon and be a wrestler so we'll see uh, Mick Foley's trying to look at some of that Saudi Arabia money himself. He was doing an interview, and he said he would do a Hell in a Cell match in Saudi Arabia. But it's all about money. He needs to see what it looks like with all the, excuse me, and he, what you call He needs to see what WWE would offer him if they would put him against Undertaker. And it's just money talks. If they pay him enough money, he will take his broken, battered body over to Saudi Arabia and have a Hell in a Cell. And you know what? They would love it over there because they love all the old, famous, classic wrestlers. That's why they paid him so much to do it. Uh, I think WWE should definitely take him up on that. It would be epic. But like I said, I don't know if his body could hold it up. Uh, well, we're going to take a break right now. You know what I mean? we got to pay the bills. I want to give a shout-out to some of the sources where we do get our stories and material from. Some of the sources are in print and online from such places as the Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, Fightful.com, WrestleTalk, Cultaholic, Sean's View, Ringsize News, Pro's Wrestling Sheet, Sam Roberts, and Jabber Jabber Wrestling Universe. So we're going to pay the bills right now, people. We'll be back in a little bit. Don't go anywhere. Again, this is Lee Bence as always, and thank you for joining us with the AEW Insider. All right, guys. Well, Money in the Bank is shaping up to be decent so far. The men's match was announced. It will include Finn Balor, eh, Randy Orton, eh, Ali, Ricochet, Baron Corbin, eh, Andrade, Braun Strowman, eh, and Drew McIntyre. <clears throat> I like how they put some new blood in there. I wish there was a lot more new blood, but you can't complain. they got to have the big-name staples. I hope Drew wins, man. Drew needs his time to shine. He's a great heel, but he's awesome. Just an awesome athlete. He deserves it. Everybody knows he's the chosen one. Handpicked by Vince McMahon probably over 10 years ago now. Who knows? Okay, let's cover Raw real quick. The show started with Alexa calling the four guys from Raw who will be in Money in the Bank. They all tall smacked on each other. They show Bray Wyatt's funhouse again. And he acts all nice and like he's changed, but he holds a major grudge against Randy Orton, which you could tell if you watch it, you know, it's reading through it subliminally and some of it blatantly. Uh, so we should be seeing those two get into it soon enough. Zack Ryder and Kirk Hawkins defeated the, the Revival once again, which I love. Lacey Evans and a man, Becky Two Belts, uh, beat the snot of 
of each other and had to be separated by a bunch of refs. Uh, Shane taunted the Miz about his father again. Miz fought Lashley, and when it was over, Shane came in to pick up, uh, pick up the scraps and was hitting Miz, Miz in the face with a flurry of punches. Some of them were definitely connecting. Then AJ and Seth had the contract signing. They got into it, of course. They had finished with a spot in the table, and it looked like both of them got hurt on it for real, like they didn't hit it right. Who knows? Uh, now on to SmackDown. Jeff Hardy is injured, as we know, so Matt and him came out there because they had to relinquish their tag team titles because he can't f- uh, fight, which is sad because those guys are old enough. So many times they can get the titles now. It's a good thing, man. But at least they're doing good. They're staying clean, even though they had a little couple bumps so far, so they can get this WWE big-time money, man, and get their family set for life, you know? Uh, but then uh, they blame Lars Sullivan for what he did to Jeff, even though that's why Jeff really wasn't injured. And guess who came out and destroyed Matt? Lars Sullivan. Jeff was all injured. He was hiding on the side of the ring, and then our truth snuck our Sullivan. I mean, Lars Sullivan with a chair in his back. It did not phase him, of course, and he destroyed our truth also. Uh, the women money in the bank match is shaping up to be nice. Also, the last two members of it were announced. They are Carmella, my baby. I just seen last night on Twitter that she dyed her hair blonde again, which I'm not a fan of. We definitely like dark haired Carmella over here at the AEW Insider. So the last two women's member were Carmella and Amber Moon. They will join Bailey, Dana Brooks, Alexa Bliss, Mandy Rose, Natalia, and Naomi. Another, you know, some uh, new blood mixed in, which I like. Dana Brooks, I've loved forever. I'm glad she's getting a little bit of time to shine. She lost a lot of weight, got back into that uh, bodybuilding shape. She always looked good to me no matter what, but you know how... TV and the higher-ups are about that. Uh, Mandy Rose is definitely awesome. I'm a better, uh, excuse me, I'm a Sonya Deville fan, to be honest, but Mandy Rose is awesome. She's a great athlete, so we'll see what happens. Screw Naomi. Natalia's all right. Just whatever. Uh, It should be a good one, though. The iconic strength commentary and watch Kari Singh and Asuka, the new tag team, which is lame, get a win over nobodies. Also, Roman Reigns had to fight both members of the B team. Elias was a special uh, referee protector outside with a ref shirt on. It was all set up by Shane McMahon, of course, because he's mad at Roman for punching his daddy a couple weeks ago. Elias tried to jump in, and Roman took him out, and then he and then he speared, uh, excuse me, he speared um, Axel and got the victory. Uh, Bailey fought Becky two belts again for the belt. Of course, Becky won, and then Charlotte came right out and snuck her with a kick in the face after the match was over. They had KO and Kofi get into it. Not a match, of course, but Kofi was vicious. He pretty much kicked the snot out of the KO, and he was, you know, showing an aggressive sign, which is always good, instead of the happy-go-lucky crap they're always doing. Uh, on to NXT my favorite WWE show as we, as of right now. Uh, Maya Yim and the EST of NXT, Bianca Blair, they showed them at the training center and they got into a verbal altercation at the performance center. They're going to face off next week. That should be a good match. Uh, I always butcher his name, man. His name was like Dijevich and uh, what you call Ring of Honor, but now he's Dijakovic, whatever. He beat some scrub, and then the Velveteen Dream came out. He he was pushed on the stage on a couch by his two ladies. He did a version of the national anthem, but he replaced the words that were all about himself, the Velveteen Dream. He challenged uh, Dijovinak to a match next week, and then the women, you know, just rolled him off the stage. It was pretty good. He said it was dream over, snapped his fingers, and like that, poof, like Kaiser Soze, he was gone. 
Uh, let me see. They had undisputed cut a promo about Adam Cole fighting next week with Matt Riddle, which is going to be an amazing match. And then Adam Cole, when he had his turn to talk, he said that Roddy dropped the ball last week. Roddy Strong got really, really upset about it and walked off stage. And even the rest of the undisputed yelled at Adam Cole. Uh, this shows that Roddy will be leaving a group soon. I heard that they're all, all, all of them are amazing stars. Like I said before, I followed these guys forever. Adam Cole's amazing on his own. Roderick Strong is amazing on his own. And the Red Dragon, you know, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are one of the best tag teams ever. So they're going to have, uh, what you call, Roddy Strong go on his own or tag up with his wife. I heard his wife might be joining Undisputed. So who knows? We just have to see. Uh, let me see. All right, so anyway, it was Adam Cole next week. Uh, what was I going to say? Fighting Matt Riddle. That's going to be amazing. Both of those guys are awesome. And I'm telling you, it's going to be the main event. It better be, and it's going to be the best match of the night, whether it is or it isn't. Uh, Koshida for New Japan debuted uh, this week. His entrance was okay. I would expect to see him better, seriously. And you all know, he does the Back to the Future thing. He's from New Japan. He has Marty McFly's vest, the glasses. He acts like he's a time traveler. I'm surprised he doesn't get sued for you using it. But I thought his entrance would be a lot better. Better, but it wasn't. Uh, he fought, uh, excuse me, Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono, as you all know, is the gatekeeper of NXT now, which means he always loses. But when you come to NXT, he's the guy you got to get by first. And Koshido did that. It was a good match. Um, I got some spoilers here for NXT next week. That's right. It doesn't even go on TV till Wednesday, but everybody knows they pre-tape it, so it always gets out. Uh, if you don't want to hear it, tune out for a little bit. Uh, they have a new member on their commentary team starting this Wednesday, and it's Beth Phoenix. To me, yawn, who cares? I don't think she's good on the mic. I wasn't impressed with her in the May Young tournament, so I think she's pretty garbage. And they actually took Percy Watson's spot, which is crazy. Percy Watson is awesome. He was on one of the original NXT shows, and he's a wrestler. Uh, also, two big de debuts this week was Trevor Lee and Strange Chick Strickland. Strange Strickland's a guy I spoke about when I said I was at WrestleMania and seen Pancakes and Pile Drivers 3 that morning. He was the guy who was his last match there, and he was going to WWE. WWE. So that's him. Uh, they gave Trevor Lee the window, unfortunately. But Trevor Lee is awesome. The Viking experience come out and they tell William Regal that no team on NXT could beat them, so they're giving up their titles. Uh, the Street Profits disagree and they challenge them for their belts. Uh, Koshida for Kono Reeves next week and he does beat him. Drew Gallick comes out and he just stares Koshida down. Yo, Koshida and Drew Gallick is going to be insane. Uh, or Actually, Drew has no uh, friends right now, so they might try tricking Koshida and having him on those team. On a team, they'll be unstoppable. So tune in next Wednesday, definitely. Uh, let me see. All right, and then uh, the Street Fighter uh, Prophets uh, fought the War Vikings and it ended in the DQ because the Forgotten Sons came out and broke it up. So the Vikings still went to the main roster. They left their belts, and now they're going to have some, like, tournament to see who fights it, or it's going to be the Forgotten Sons versus Street Prophets. If they don't give those belts to the Street Prophets, that's trash. And a lot of times in WWE, they won't do it. They'll give it to like the bum lost sons, forgotten sons, which nobody cares about. They always do that. Uh, let me see. And then at the end, Tyler Breeze interrupts Velveteen Dream. He acts like he's going to take a selfie with him and he sneaks him. So, I mean, next week's going to be really, really good. Told you it was a spoiler. 
Okay, on to the Crockett Cup. The Crockett Cup went on last weekend. That's the old famous NWA tur- uh, tournament held by the Crockett's. They went all out for the Crockett Cup. The production was awesome. They had a big tournament board with all the tag teams that were fighting in it. It looked like it was right out of Karate Kid. And they had two huge, long banners. I mean, huge. One for Nick Goldus and one for Marty when they came out. And they stole that from Rocky. It was a great meme going around. And it showed the side-by-side. Like the board with Karate Kid and the banners. And Rocky, it looked just like them, so they went all out. It was a great, great show. I love me some NWA. Oh, and to the champ Nick Aldis, eat a fat bag of D, sir. We supported Nick Aldis all the way from the start. We supported him actually all the way from American Gladiators through Impact and all that. Him being an NWA champion, we did nothing but support him, and he actually blocked us on Twitter. What a tool! Like a couple months ago, whatever, there was a spot open for Wolverine because Hugh Jackman is retiring. So he was sitting there like he liked to be Wolverine. So it was another fan and I jesting, a female it was, and we were saying, oh, well, they said they wanted a wrestler, Nick, or they said they wanted an actor. Like, not saying he's a wrestler or an actor, just busting his chops, and he blacked, and he blocked me. So Mr. Big, Big, Tough Skin and Mr. NWA Champion, please, if you're a fan of him, pass it on to him. Say AEW Insider says you're a punk, yo. You don't even say, if you want to come on the show, justify yourself. This is what fans get. We support you the whole time. And over a joke on Twitter, you take your little ball and you go home, mate. Huh? Yeah, Lee Benz, man. Come on, come on the show. Or definitely just hit me up on Twitter. Unblock me and message me, Nick. That ain't even right. That's what he does to his fans. Great champ, Billy Corgan. Uh, let me see. All right, Cole Cabana actually beat Willie Mack at uh, the Crockett Cup, and he's now the new national champion. I love Cole Cabana, but that stinks because Willie Mack is really, really awesome. Uh, Billy Corgan actually talked about that in the whole Crockett Cup and the future at NWA. He was on Busted Open Radio earlier this week. Definitely give it a gander. Between that and Mark Henry uh, giving insight to his heat with Leo Rush, they're definitely not to miss, be missed shows. Uh, Impact Wrestling Pretty Friday Night was pretty lame. Ace Austin kept his undefeated streak when he got a big win over Petey Williams. Uh, we seen him live, like I said, at WrestleMania weekend. That kid is awesome alive, and he's going to be huge. I'm glad he's getting the push he deserves. Uh, Johnny Nitro put over ex-New Japan star Michael Elgin. Michael Elgin is built like a brick shit boop house. You know what I mean? The guy's huge. He gave, he gave 120% in New Japan, and they just scrubbed him. So I'm glad he's getting his due now uh, in Impact Wrestling. So definitely check out Matt Michael Elgin, and I hope they keep giving him the pussy he deserves. Shoot, big, beating Johnny Impact, your second match, and I heard he'd beat another big name his first. It looks like they are going to give him his push. It's up to him now. So we'll see. Uh, that's really all I feel about touching what we worked on this week's show. Wasn't that great? Uh, in other wrestling news, Canadian Indian promoter Hot Shot Danny Guggen, or Dugan was driving down an icy snow road with snowy conditions. I believe it was in Canada. Canada. He was with wrestler psychosis. The car went off the road and landed on top of its, uh, excuse me, on its roof. He was literally drowning in a puddle in ice water. Psychosis actually pulled him out and saved his life. So the AEW insider and all of us here, uh, thank you, man, and thank God, and thank Psychosis, and definitely our wishes go out to Hotshot Danny. Uh, we wish you both the best. Uh, once again, some of our sources that we get our news from and our stories are Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, Fightful.com, WrestleTalk, 
Cultaholic, Sean View, Ringside News, Pro Wrestling Sheet, Sam Roberts, and Jabber Jabber Wrestling, just to name a few. Uh, like I said, please show us love and support. Come on Twitter. You can talk to me. Definitely check out. I got stories posted all the time, breaking news. It's the AEW, excuse me, the AEW Insider on Twitter and on Facebook. We have a group on Facebook you can join under the AEW Insider. We also have the WFW Fan Group. If you guys are looking for pretty much strictly WWE news or just a great cast of guys, like another great group we like to support, definitely check out, check out Jobber Jabber Wrestling Universe. They're on Twitter and Facebook also. My boy Two Tooth and his crew do an awesome job. But I'll definitely tune in next week. I'm doing these shows a lot more and trying my best. Like this week, I've been typing a show all week. You know what I mean? I've been wanting to do it for the last two days, but I've been busy with working my kid. But it worked out because I had all the news for you. So I'll do my best to at least do it once a week, literally, and bring you all the breaking news that I do hear of and I do know of and a little birds whisper in my ear. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for showing support. You never let me down. Uh, again, this is Lee Benz. This is the AEW Insider. Join us on all social media, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Ciao.